1: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more.
2: This is TalkSport Daily.
3: Welcome along. You've heard this uh, podcast described as Andy Goldstein and Adam Catterall's one. All change. New sheriff in town. Welcome along to the now permanently Danny Kelly TalkSport Daily podcast. Ton of stuff for you in the next very short while. Uh, If you've been a regular listener, you'll know he just ram it all in, and these are things you look forward to hearing. Now, yesterday, Liverpool grabbed a late equaliser against Manchester United Old Trafford. We had all reaction on the final word. Plus, after the game, Trent Alexander-Arnold spoke directly to TalkSport.
4: Always tough. Always really, really competitive. I think Um, it's good to be involved in games like this. The the, um, probably one of the tougher games of the season. It's tough to come to a place like this, but for us. Um, we're looking to improve, we're looking to, to come here and get the three points, and we're disappointed that we haven't today. No one wants to keep asking about VAR and asking players about VAR, but when you're on the pitch and, and goals go in, I mean, what's it like for you then? You're, you're scratching your head thinking, hang on a minute, what, what, do we go back to the centre circle? What do we do? We reform? I mean, what's it like when you're out there and obviously we're all waiting? Yeah, there's obviously a delay in terms of, 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 of checking the goals back and that, but it's something that you have to get used to. I think we, we've got used to that. We obviously wanted their goal to, to, to be turned over and obviously we had a goal that was turned over but it's just one of them you, you, you prepare for, for, for what the decision is and you, you know it can either go one or two ways so you get ready for, for either way and no matter what the game still goes on so that's what you need to be prepared for Six points at the top now what, what was it like in the dressing room I mean, basically is it a case of no? You, you just keep going you go on it was one of those games today just kind of sum it up for us Yeah obviously like I said we were disappointed that we haven't won the game maybe we, we deserved it maybe we didn't uh, we were went our best um, but for us these are the type of games that we want to win we want to come here and win and, and prove our good we are as a side so yeah there was a, a sense of disappointment but knowing that we've got a game in three, game, in three days and then Obviously, we've got the Spurs next weekend. Genk is the first. I mean, they come thick and fast these challenges, don't they? Yeah, obviously, it's going to be a tough test for us. Um, showed how how, um, how, good, how good they were um, in the last game against um, Napoli. So, for us, it's going to be a tough test. We know that it's going to be tough to go to, go to there and get the three points. But, like I said, it's just what we want to do. Obviously, we spoke about, about the technique, but it's not a technique who makes a mistake because we have three camera angles,
2: it's then a the human being. And I don't blame Mr. Atkinson, so because he let the situation run. Because he said, we have VR, he saw it in his face. If you have a camera, when you, when you, when the situation was, it was like a little moment, and then let the game go because we have VR, so you don't have to whistle it back. They scored a goal immediately. It was not like goal. It was immediately like this. Hey, yeah, we have it. He knew it was not right, and then the VR says, hmm, "It's not a one. It's not clear and obvious." Yeah. <laughs> so that's the interpretation, eh? So and now we have a problem. So today, how I said, we have a point. So let's carry on. But this is a general thing. It's not Liverpool, Man United. It's a general thing that needs to be sorted. That's
3: all. That's a great uh, feeling for the for a manager that you can see the players giving everything they've got. And uh, but as you say, uh, the goal is a moment of that little bit of. Um, of course, it's towards the end. You, you're going to be feel tired, mentally tired, physically tired. We didn't really get out to the ball to block the cross. We didn't clear the lines uh, as we should have. But uh, just before that, we could have had a second goal, a couple of great counterattacks. So overall, uh, a very good performance, hearty performance. You know, the, the boys gave absolutely everything.
5: You look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you know my view on it. I don't think this makes any difference. I think Manchester United as a project... Needs a different set of hands around the blueprint to take it to the next level. They've got managers like Klopp. Okay, look, I think this game is more about Liverpool's shortcomings and not doing a nothing this game than it was about Manchester United's you know, uh, resolute performance. I think it was a resolute performance. I don't think it was a
3: compelling one. No. And, and of course, once again, the criticism of Liverpool over the years, and they are champions of Europe, Creativity. is that they're not not quite creative up in midfield. And sure enough, um, they started to bring on the oxlade Chamberlains and the Lalanas in the latter stage. and It was Lalana, of course, who yeah, got, got the and goal. Got yeah. the goal. Yeah. Let's get the first of our calls on. This could be high-octane. Uh, Jimmy is a Liverpool fan who's been at the game. Hello, Jimmy. Hello. Thank you for joining us. What do you got to say about that?
6: What I've got to say is, you know that VAR, right? mate. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> Forget about today mm-hmm. uh, and us putting the ball and uh, putting the ball out. Martin Atkinson should never, ever referee a Liverpool game against Man United ever because of the 17 seconds send off with Gerrard mm-hmm. all them years ago. Today, on it can't. Oh, I'm I'm sitting down in the stand while I'm standing up. on earth can he not see that's a foul? Yeah, yeah. The fellowship is sacked. I'm
3: Jimmy, i me get in the points in order. Um, I don't agree with you about Steven Gerrard. He's my favourite player yeah, I mean, for many, many, many years, guy. but that was a terrible yeah. foul and he had to go. But Martin but Atkinson... Uh, I'll
6: ask you this then, OK? Steven Gerrard slaughtered Martin Atkinson in his autobiography. He's not going to give us anything... Anybody who's read Gerard's autobiography knows what he thinks of Atkinson. Yeah, but, he but, but, never ste- be but to st- Jimmy Stephen, Ger-
3: Stephen Gerard's autobiography can't be allowed to run English football, can it?
6: No, it can't. But Mat- Atkinson should never be allowed to referee a Liverpool-Man UK. game. He's an absolute disgrace. Uh, Not one decision
5: did he give us today. Nothing. I mean, yeah, and listen, I, I, I certainly agree with you, Jimmy, on the basis of the fact that we in the studio and I think everyone... I've was, seen
6: it from the stands. There was a on the really we, 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 we saw it, it mate. Hang on, hang on. I haven't finished. Hang on a second. I haven't finished. Go ahead. The goal that was just allowed. It was both a hand. I don't know. It rolls his that That's... It, it,
3: it, Jimmy it Jimmy Jimmy Jimmy, uh, Jimmy mate, I'll cut you off. Now, listen for one second. In the current way that the law is, is being administered Interested this year, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's ball to hand. Any attacker who touches the ball in a move uh, with his hand that ends well, up and in it's a goal, to arm.
7: Uh,
3: that, that, then it's disallowed.
6: Okay, fair enough. I'll go with that. But what about because it's right? I've spent a lot of money today, yeah. right? And I've
3: been ripped off. All right, Jimmy, thank you very, very much. And Haringey Borough manager Tom Loizu uh, spoke to Sunday Exclusive about his decision to take his players off after they were racially abused.
6: It happened two years ago and a few years before that. I've been at this football club for 10 years and I've heard it loads of times. But when you contact the authorities, they want evidence, don't they? Um, who's going to come and film every game for Harry and Borough and the lower leagues we played in um, a couple of years ago? Who's going to come and video all them games and go to that expense and present the FA or the police with hardcore evidence? Mm
7: -hmm. Tom, I... I, Sorry, Tom, I I admire massively what you've done. I think it's incredibly brave. It's the right thing to do. But what... This is the point. What have the authorities... done? You walked off the pitch. The game was abandoned because of, of what you've done, and I believe obviously the, the Oval manager took his players off as well in a, in a show of solidarity, of the, the officials and, and the FA and everyone, they must have been in touch almost immediately <coughs> to try and get this sorted out and get to the so, bottom of it. Because it's absolutely, it's huge. Yeah,
6: first of all, we had three officials. The, the referee in the middle and the two on either side were called assistant referees. They're not called linemen, they're called assistant referees. And a fourth official, and in the stand, we got an FA um, observer. I was telling the fourth official, "There's missiles being thrown at my goalkeeper. There's bottles. Can you please tell the referee?" I just got up a vacant look and a blank look. Um, so then I saw one of my players quite distressed on the pitch. Mm. So I walked onto the pitch. The fourth official tried to stop me. I said, "You better get back in your your technical area because no one's stopping me now." I've gone on the pitch. I walked up to the referee. I said to him, "What are you going to do about this, ref?" He's gone to me. Where's the security? Get the security. I said, "That's not, that's not my job." I said, "I'm asking you, what are you going to do about this?" Um, he's, he just stared at me. So I said, "Okay, I'm taking my players off," and that's exactly what I did. And I took that took the players off for one and one reason only, because the look on my players' face, a couple of them were shaking. And someone had to take control. Mm, yeah. um, and oh. I've done it for no other reason. Mm. Nice. No other reason at okay. all. Just okay. to protect my players.
8: Paul Hawkesby here and you're listening to TalkSport Daily.
2: Small details are big surfaces? Tight corners or odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured or tall? Whatever your next project
9: To find out if it's right for you,
1: this episode of the Talksport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent a Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.
3: On the weekend sports breakfast, Tony Cascarino claimed that Jack Grealish is now ready to play Champions League. Apparently, obviously not with Aston Villa.
8: Well, he happened to challenge the most inspirational player on the pitch, which is Jack Grealish, who is playing. I'm delighted for Jack because when you're a championship player and he's been on the fringes of, you know, maybe an England player and he's been lauded as a terrific talent, which he is, and now he's come to the Premier League and now he put in yesterday like a captain's display and he was terrific, and he he was ultimately the difference between the two teams. Gets himself a goal um, just before half time. He, I thought he was superb. Watching him again yesterday, I, I, I'm wondering. This is where Villa have an issue. Is are Villa going to try and be the club that challenges the top, the elite clubs in the country? Because what they've got is a, a very young side put together, yep. and it's energetic, and it's got a guy that that is going to be is now ready to play Champions League football, and that is Jack Grealish. He's ready to be a Champions League player. You know, going that competition, perform. I'm now, not sure they'll keep Greedish for long enough to well, to do that. So this I is think. the ambition of Aston Villa. Do Aston Villa want to keep him? Because he, if they can do that, you build round Jack, and yeah, of he's he's a player that. It has to be playing at the highest level and I feel that he's showing that he's got the heart to do it the courage he was yes his work rate was superb as well and he makes a difference and yes they went down to 10 men Aaron more challenge it was a poor one I felt got to be honest I felt sure for a bit sorry for Connolly who scored two in the last game because he was substituted at half time and he's after been away international because duty, of, them, because because of going to 10 men yeah so.
0: um, I mean is it a matter of time before we see Grealish hit the England squad because I, I think there's a certain point at which someone becomes hard to ignore
8: well I there's three things you right you've got you've got Mount at Chelsea who's done brilliant at the start of the season you've got Madison at Leicester and you've got Obviously, Jack Grealish. You've got three of them type of players that yep. all can do that little bit different, which is fantastic. They're all fighting for shirts. Maybe it's two spots of our, in England. And
10: it's one of our kind of questions, isn't it? Yeah. Queries.
8: and you've also got Deli Alli at Tottenham. You could probably put them four in a bracket and go, right, only two of them are going to get in the England squad out of that four. Yeah. Now, Jack's performing, I think, probably alongside Madison. Mount, I I think the three of them are really close. Delhi's obviously had a bit of a struggling season. Okay, scored yesterday, but he struggled so far this season. But them three are vying for two spots at the moment, and that shows you how good they've all been because they've all been impressive for their clubs. Yeah. But Jack's performance yesterday really felt to me of a captain's performance. The way he drove Villa, and I think he does ultimately make the difference.
3: And, of course, a Sunday exclusive wouldn't be the Sunday exclusive unless Mark Saggers, Danny Mills and Ray Houghton had their
7: say on VAR. The easiest change to make... Because at the moment, there is no accountability for the VAR officials. There is no accountability for the referees making those decisions. Huh. Make Mike Riley come out every Monday morning, Tuesday morning, after that round we'll of really fixtures, lucky. and explain why that VAR yeah, we'll decision wasn't overturned. Because suddenly then, that's putting pressure on them to go, every Everybody can see those wrong decisions. The Vertonghen sliding in, you know, taking him down. Everybody can see that should be a penalty. So Mike Riley should have to come out and explain... Why that wasn't given. And suddenly, there's then a bit of pressure on the officials to actually not just back their mates, to actually get the right decision. And that would be the easiest
0: way... Because then suddenly you've got accountability and by that you should get a higher standard. Well, for some reason, and I'll tell you this straight away, and it's happened for years and years and years and years and I can only remember once since I've been at TalkSport in a decade. Mike Riley came in with uh, Anthony Taylor, I think it was, on one occasion. I was really impressed with both of them and they told and we were, you know, they did it properly, honestly, and everything. There was no it was no hiding place or anything like that and I was going to ask some difficult questions, of course I was. But but that seems gone. We've tried this season and we were told, say, oh, you can have who you like and we'll have a man from Stockley Park, who's at the centre of things, it'll happen. Yes, yes, yes. They're backtracking already. They're not. They're not coming in. They can't even get. We can't even get hold of some of them, and all this sort of stuff. Because all they do is go to ground, like the players. No account- fact, No accountability. Referees go to ground like the players do, and neither of them help each other or anything else. I, I, and I, and, and I, they, it's terrible.
10: Right. The fact that we can't see it you know, at, at the grounds or on the TV. We can't see the workings out from Stockley Park. Why don't well, we have a well, player
0: then? like you or you, every week, is invited to Stockley Park to monitor the situation? But,
10: but, I, th- I think, I think then, you can go further than that, Mark. I think on a Monday morning, or a Tuesday, whenever you want, that the, there should be a programme which people put out by the,
7: the Premier League or the yeah, referees, yeah. whatever it may and, be. And me and Ray are going to host uh, it and you're yeah. going to be the in and, but, charge, what so. they should, <laughs>
10: but, but what they should do I'll is, is go, through the, go through the decisions... And the reasons why they didn't think yeah. they should o- it should yeah. have been overturned. So we all know at the moment, we, we don't know the decisions that they're making because there's no process to go through it. And at the minute, it's just that's what they've, the decision they have made. Just get on with it. Even mm-hmm. if you're thinking, well, we exactly. do TV, we do radio, we do analysis, we show what the reasons yeah. why, we, and we give her an opinion why we think it was a penalty or not. But the people that matter, the ones that are making the decisions, are not coming out and
7: telling us any story about it, these, it these, these are professionals. You know, they're getting paid to do a job. If you're a player and you make a mistake, it gets highlighted everywhere and everybody has their say on it. So I just think if referees, if they were accountable... What they have to, do. they then have to take responsibility for those decisions. At the moment, you they're see, passing the buck all you the see, time. See, the
0: thing is with all of this, and I think the sad thing of all of this is nobody is accusing referees of anything more than having a really difficult job to do at mm-hmm. the highest yeah. level. It's, it, it, it's it, oh, no, there's no cynicism, and, you know, worrying about that. They're, it's sometimes they're making this decision, they're making that decision, and not that. None of that comes into it. But all we want—they've in technology, sagas to, do their best, to, to help them, yeah. and they're not using it properly. No, because the combination of helping and technology should have improved them this season and I don't think it has at all. And over on the final word Simon Jordan got stuck right into Spurs.
5: I think Tottenham have got to change it up. I think if the conventional wisdom you know you can fly in the face it if you want to and we all applauded I, I, I know I did last mm-hmm. year not the summer gone before the summer just recently gone the summer before where Tottenham didn't buy any players wanted to, to, to maximise the talent they've got there, or, or so you would be led to believe, mm-hmm. and were, were successful, and proved and disproved the thinking that every single time a transfer window comes around, you have a butter mountain of players being brought in, rather than coach the ones you've got and build them. But we are now probably reaching a point with Tottenham, where they need to change up. They need to change some of the characters in the dressing room. The manager's voice might be falling upon deaf ears in certain people's mindsets. There probably is a need for certain players to be shipped out. The Ericsson saga is ongoing, with other clubs now coming into the mix and potentially being interested in PSG. Because it's cheap now, yeah. Or because it's becoming cheaper. Uh, and ultimately, I think we've seen the the reduction, albeit we saw Deli Ali back on the pitch, doing something that Gordon Strachan used to rave about being a really good number 10 when we used to do a show with Gordon on Mondays, and mm-hmm. he was always, you and I were sort of scratching our head going, mm-hmm. I don't get it. And he's going, no, 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 hold on, he's one of the best number 10s around. And we saw more of that from Deli Alley. I just think Spurs are going through a difficult patch. It's, their, yes. you know, their performance against Bayern. Well, you know, with respect, Bayern are a far... Bigger football club than Tottenham, a far more experienced football club, and and they hit everything they hit in
3: that game, winning eight shots on target, and, and, and marks.
5: But Spurs were poor. But what I was surprised with yesterday was Spurs, it was one particular instance which you probably saw, which is Harry Winks and Alley sitting there looking at one another whilst one of the one of the um, in- Watford players stole in the and, and tail, on the yes, front yeah. foot and showed the difference between. You know, football is played in the mind. The first yard, as Teddy Sheridan wants to tell us, is in your mind, right? And those players' minds don't seem to be hunkered down and focused on being on the front foot. Now, how much of that is players with different agendas, as Pochettino likes to moot and talk about, and or how much of it is ultimately Pochettino not doing what he needs to do?
3: And Wales international Dan Bigger spoke to Talk Sports' Ollie Hunter moments after their quarterfinal win over France in the Rugby World
11: Cup.
9: World Cup semi finalist, how's it feel?
11: Yeah, sounds quite nice actually, having that, uh, that ring to it. Um, I think we'd all like to be. World Cup finalists and and certainly winners in the next couple of weeks, that's our aim but uh, a massive amount of relief I think is in the changing room and amongst the the squad at the minute we're fully aware that it was far from a a good enough performance in in most aspects but one thing we've said you can't train or you can't practice is the amount of desire and the amount of resolve you show as a a team and individuals and we had that in abundance today and um, just really relieved and really sort of Pleased to have to have got through to uh, to a World Cup semi-final.
9: How big a rip was that from Thomas? He comes on, falls to Justin, and then the, you know the rest is kind of history.
11: Yeah, really. You know, it's a real big effort. First of all, the scrum was you know the, the pack of fours put a huge effort in there. That was you know pretty special from them. And then like, Thomas has done a great job. Brought some great energy when he came onto the field, and um, and then we just managed to keep our heads and, and finish the job off there. And like you said, it's. <laughs> I think it was really nice to have had the, the last four or five minutes we, we controlled really well. It was nice to have possession of the ball and control it that way rather than having to defend for our lives and, and rely on a mistake from France, really. So um, some, some great con- contributions from the bench and um, a massive effort from our pack in particular in that last half an hour.
3: And finally on the warm-up, another hugely controversial game of Culverhouse. Richard
2: Richard Edgehill. Phil Starbuck Lee Sinnott Dane Whitehouse Glyn Hodges Phil Stamp Phil King Gary Charles Steve Anthrobus Steve Chettle Frank Yallop Steve Vickers Steve Sedgley Goodney Bergson Dean Austin Mustafa Hadji Yusuf Chippo Kurt Nogan Michel Vonk EDA 6 Peggy Arfaxad Guy Butters Dale Gordon. Richard Shaw. Bobby Mims. Phil Stamp. I'm accusing you of double stamping. Oh, really? I think you've stamped twice there, Barry. (laughs) And after last week's (laughs) terrible mistake here in Carver House. Probation, Oh, you dear. It? After last week, mix up in your mixes. Well, uh. You've line uh, and a paddle line last week, and you've double stamped. Uh, and, uh. uh have I, I definitely double stamped? I am 100% sure. I am Dela Feo. You're, you can please, please, please like Dela Feo. Well, I, I, I. Appealing for VAR is against the rules, but yeah. I am appealing for oh, VAR. Oh, oh.
3: <laughs> so that was it. The first of the new permanent award winning Danny Kelly Talksport daily podcast, don't forget you can get it download it, drag it down, do whatever you do at all the usual outlets, more next week, thanks for being along for the ride